Okay, so on the mind of a football coach podcast today, we're going to be looking at some some older clinic notes. I took notes at the 2014 Nike Coach of the Year clinic, and I was looking through them, and there's some things in here that I just wanted to share, uh, some thoughts, some scheme. Uh, it is pretty much all defensive <laughs> scheme because back then I was a defensive coordinator, but I think there's some good some good stuff in here. I was looking back over these, and I will put a link to these in the show notes, and you can uh, you can struggle to read my writing sometimes. <laughs> uh, my handwriting is okay, but uh, yeah, I think it's something worth looking back at. And when I go to clinics, I love taking just really good notes. I think that's a that's a skill. It's something that can be learned. And there's writing. There's uh, like words right so there's obviously there's writing this notes so there's words and there's pictures and i'll share this uh, in the show notes as i previously previously stated but just want to go through them give uh the listeners uh something a little different i haven't ever done this on the podcast i'm scrolling through them now and it's 12 pages of notes not that i'm going to read all of that but uh, I'll read a couple things, some some quotes, some philosophy from each of these, and then we'll we'll go from there. Uh, the first set of notes is uh, from a tongue, a talk that Mike Rumpf gave. He was the head coach at American Heritage Plantation, I believe, at the time. I don't know where he is now, uh, but he played at Miami, and he was a head coach there, and they won the state championship, I believe in 2000 that would have been 2013 because this is the clinic season of 2014 this was in february of 2000 2014 and he talked about his defense they're mainly four down and he said something at the beginning of his talk and how do i know that because it's at the top of my notes (laughs) he talked about having a three number system for for calling his different defense so he would give for example 31-3, which meant they were in a three to the field or the formation strength, uh, and then a one away, and then they were playing cover three. And he was saying in cover three, he likes the strong safety to come down to the weak side, which later in the notes, what's what's interesting about that is that I have notes from DJ Durkin uh, when he was defensive coordinator at University of Florida, and he did the same thing. They called it cover five. And it's just cool to see how a lot of coaches do the same things, but sometimes they call it different things, right? Football, man, football is a great game for a number of reasons. And I think one of the things that really intrigues me as a coach is that there's not a set language of how people call things. That some people call cover three, cover three, and it's weak side rotation, but some people call it cover five because that's a weak side rotation of the safety and cover three to them would be a strong side rotation from the safety. And it's, it's something you have to go and learn about, right? So as a coach, we go meet with people and we figure out what we want to, what we want to learn from them, then ask questions. And then we take notes and we dissect that information. Then we, we go from there. I remember one time I went and met with a defensive coordinator at Jacksonville university. This would have been 2012. And he actually was a coach, East Carolina, Jerry Odom, 
when I was a player there. And so we went and we talked some defense, and it was really interesting hearing him talk about about cover three while we're on the subject of cover three and how they 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 match it, right? So the outside backer for them or strong safety, however you want to term that player, he would match two vertical until one stopped or came under. And then there's some people that play at spot drop. So and then there's some people that play it more like cover one, right? The ripple is match stuff. And it's really, it's really cool to see how different people do that because it's, it's the same coverage and concept, but when you break it down and, and study it, people do it all sorts of different ways. And that's, that's what makes football really cool to me is somebody can say, Oh, we run cover three. Well, how do you run cover three? Right. How do, how are we running that? Is it a collision defense? Is it a spot drop? Are we man matching? Are we zone matching? Yeah. I mean, there's all kinds of things that are, that are in there. And as a coach, it's, it's find out what works for you and your players and what can you teach? I think that's really important. What can you teach them What and what can your players execute? So I digress. Let's, let's keep going forward. So Mike Rump uh, talks about they want to – their inside linebackers to spill versus ISO, right? Uh, if I remember wa- – well, I remember – well, I remember watching his film, and, man, they could run <laughs> – yeah. So in their defense, they wanted to spill the ball. They wanted to make the ball go to the outside. They did not want to lever the football back inside because they wanted the ball to go outside so they could run it. They could run it down. Now they had force players, right? That their job was to turn the ball inside. But those were really, you know, two players for them, right? So their their force player on either side wanted the ball to be turned inside. And then they wanted everybody else to spill it outside so they could go <clears throat> go run go run to the football. Uh, he was also talking about they read uncovered linemen because they will give a run pass key right now. This was before RPOs became a thing. Uh, we don't see much RPO where I am, but I know some people do. So maybe that's not <clears throat> as applicable these days but i still think if you're you're a run player you're a run player so if you're a box player they're they're saying to play the run absolutely let's go play it we're going to defend the pass with with somebody else because you don't want to give a player the responsibility of your primary run fitter but then you also have to make sure you cover an area of the field so i know when we teach defense we teach guys about what their job is, right? So we teach them, are you a primary run fitter? Or if you're, or we teach them when they're out of the fit. And if they're out of the fit, they're going to play pass first, then fall into the run. But if they're a primary run fitter, they have to fit their gap according to, to what they see. And then here at the end of the notes, he talks about playing uh, like 6-2, cover zero, which those of you who have, uh, listen to the podcast for years, know that cover zero is something I really enjoy playing on defense. Uh, we don't play it nearly as much as we used to. We used to play a lot. <laughs> and uh, we don't do that as much anymore. I think with, with older age comes m- more caution <laughs> on defense. And uh, yeah, but it is still good. That 6-2 package cover zero, especially if I remember, when I remember back to watching his his film yeah, I would have ran a bunch of 6-2 cover zero. 
So I'll move to the next person on the on the list. His th- this guy's his name is uh, his name is Jeff Neal. He was the defensive coordinator at Moeller High School. That is in Ohio, and that's a really good program. My goodness, they are. Yeah, they are really good, and they've been good for a long, long time. And he was talking about his defense. I didn't take a ton of schematic notes, but I did take just some notes about his philosophy he was talking about. He said, when a game matters, what do they do? And that's awesome. I think is when you're breaking down an offense, yeah, you have to break down the formation, play, hash, motion, those types of things. And that's important. But what I think what I think is really important is when the game's on the line, where are they running? I think your players need to know that, right? So we teach our players, what are they going to do? When the game is on the line, what are they going to? What play are they going to run? Uh, he talked about having a lot of automatic checks. I used to do that on defense. I used to do a lot of that. If they came out in this formation, we're running this. Even if, you know, the call from the sideline is something, they would automatically check to a, a call we like versus that. I did a lot of that my first year as a coordinator. <clears throat> don't really do it anymore. I don't know why. Maybe I'll go back to it. But it was something I – it's probably because I did it a lot and I wanted to try something new. I just know – I know myself. If I do something a lot, I want to want to try something new because I think all of us as football coaches want to explore and see if there's another way to do it. And he talks about teach your players offense. They will know what is coming. Yeah. Uh, I was looking at Don Brown's defensive playbook from 2013. In the After defensive philosophy comes offensive formations, plays, motions, because – as a defensive coach, you want to teach your players offense. So what are you what are they doing? What do we call that? What are we expecting? How do we react to what the offense is doing? And then as we're getting ready for an opponent, we have to make sure we stop the top five passes and the top five runs. Yeah, absolutely. Top stop those things. And if you stop those, you're going to be okay. And then be sound versus the trick stuff, double pass, flea flicker. Those types of things. And I think to do that, you have to define our guys' primary run or primary pass defenders. And that is something that's really important, right? Are you a primary run defender or are you a primary pass defender? And one year, one way we did that was we played a lot of man-to-man, a lot of cover one. And that really takes the conflict off your players. And you see that a lot in in college and in, in high school because if you're a man, there's no conflict, right? Your run players, your run players. Now, somebody has the back, but there's no RPO, right? You can't RPO somebody in man coverage. You run different things to beat man coverage, but RPOs is not it, right? So you're taking away what a lot of teams major in these days uh, when you play cover one or cover zero. So let's go to the next one. Let's see. DJ Durkin, who uh, was the defensive coordinator at the University of Florida, um, and then he's gone a couple different places. He was defensive coordinator at uh, at Ole Miss, and he actually became, just became defensive coordinator at Texas A and M. Uh, so yeah, I mean this is a 
this is somebody who is <clears throat> well versed in defense. That's that's for sure. And the first thing he talked about was reduce the game to technique and effort. Man, that's awesome, right? So, yeah, we need scheme. Of course, we need scheme. We need to have a change up. We need to be able to take away what the offense is doing. But to reduce the game to technique and effort, I think let your guys play fast, play physical, and and play confident. The second thing he talks about is leverage is of the utmost importance. If you have it, keep it. If you don't, get it. So know your leverage. You know, what is your leverage for this play? Are you an outside-in player or an inside-out player? And, hey, let's if you have it, do everything you can to keep it. If you don't, make sure that you're really trying to get it. Get it back. And one of the – then he goes on to talk about his schedule from Sunday to game day. And then he talks – now I have another little – little snippet to the side of the page. He said a lot of walkthroughs. I remember him talking about they didn't meet a ton. They did a lot of walkthroughs. And, yeah, I think that's great because I think doing is learning. And, yeah, we meet some or high school, right? So we don't get the college meeting time. So we do a lot of walkthroughs, a lot of teaching on the field. And I think that's something that has helped our players uh, to be able – to understand the scheme. Then he also talks about do the same drills a lot. Yes. I think as a position coach, you have to boil down your individual sessions to what your players need to do to be successful. So for us at the high school level, we have two days of heavy indie during the season. So what I've done over the years as a coach is on Tuesday, we have a set of drills. Then on Wednesday, we have a set of drills. And the players know by the time we get to the middle of the year and the guys that come back know the drills, right? So on Tuesday, we're doing this. And on Wednesday, we're doing that. And yeah, they know the set of drills and they go together and they do not separate. <laughs> they stay together so they get the skills they need. And for me, it gives me peace of mind knowing we have hit every skill we could possibly need uh, to help our guys to be successful. And that is, that is something that as a coach, we got to make sure we do that. We give our guys the tools and the toolbox to be successful. Then he went over two different schemes over five, which is over front plan weak side rotation cover three. <clears throat> and then he went over what they called rush zero, which was bear cover one, but no, no true low hole player. Cause they're rushing five. Right. So one of the backers, the backers had the backs, basically, is how that, that worked out. And you can see this in in the notes, and I will definitely put a link to uh, to these in the show notes. And then the last guy I want to talk about is Shadon Brown. He was, a, he was a secondary coach at Walford, and our defense is very similar to Walford's defense. That's where I learned 3-4 slant angle, you know, cover three, cover two, Cover one, uh, we used to run cover six, uh, not anymore because – I'll tell you the reason why we got out of it was because if you're a field boundary defense and you call cover six, you're quarters to the field, but you're cover two to the boundary. But if they put formation strength to the boundary, you're supposed to check cover three. And, yeah, I, as a coach, that's, we got that. We, we understand that. But we would bust that a lot 
it's for me for me a lot is more than a handful of times and that was that was in practice and we just could not could not handle that so what we do now is we play coverages that play across the entire field right cover two cover three cover one those are things that we carry cover zero we carry those things not not coverages that are something to one side and something to the other because it doesn't matter what formation they come out in we're going to play the call and that's one of my big things as a as a coach is we want to play the call play it well play it with great fundamentals and let's let's go let's go get it and one of the things he talked about at the beginning of his uh, his session was the three four allows you to disguise and get more speed on the field yeah absolutely and you can blitz from a bunch of different places and it sounds and i think if the nfl runs it it's a good thing right because those guys are at the at the top of the game he was talking about their defense is a weak reduction based defense and i would say ours is too to some degree depending on what kind of offenses offense we see if we see more of a one back that would be us so we're bringing the blitz from the weak side or the boundary uh, now we can do it from the field or the strength and then we'd play cover three but yeah i mean that's that's good stuff so in his world right they're playing more weak weak side reduction uh cover <clears throat> cover six so we just we just play cover cover two and then later on he talks about in their zone, they don't teach collision. They want to push windows deeper, which allows your pass rush to get there. And then five yards or less, no cover zone, right? And then if you want to take it away, just play man. And I have lived and died by that philosophy in the secondary. We went up to Walford one year and, and learned their defense from them. And yes, absolutely. So in our zone coverage, we have no hands on. We're pushing the windows deeper. We want to try to let our pass rush get there. If it's under five yards, let it go. We'll rally and tackle it. And if you really want to take it away, just play man-to-man. Just play you got that guy, take it away, and then, yeah, here we go. We're good to go, and we're rocking, and we're rolling. And that's, to me, the simplest way to teach zone and then man. Because, uh, yeah, that's you have to have both. I remember a couple years ago, and you can – you can check me because I probably said it on the podcast that I was a big just man to man guy, but now uh, I think you got to have both, right? You got to have more options, right, to be able to defend what we what we see today. And then the last, well, not the last, uh, pages nine and ten, he talks about defending option. They play mod quarters, which is man on deep, up, out, and in. If they run like a mesh route, let it go. But then if they motion, like trip, when the triple option motions, they roll to cover three, uh, which is what a lot of 50 teams do, three, four, 50. That, that's an interchangeable term. And then the last couple of pages, pages 11 and 12, uh, are notes from Nick Saban. And, man, he, he <laughs> I remember when I was taking these notes, he actually was late. <laughs> he had a, a flight he flew in and he was late to the clinic and he was some kind of fired up. I remember that. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it's mostly, mostly quotes. Uh, there's some, there's just a little bit of, uh, like schematic drawing at the bottom. I didn't really understand what cover seven was back then. I, I don't quite understand it now. I just know it's man match quarters 
and he was talking about cover seven and that's what they were playing a lot of so he was he he was talking he was talking about that and i'll just go over a couple of things that he said some some coaching points uh he said use the word you a lot make it relevant all about your approach today's kids just want to have fun practice until you can't get it wrong man that's good stuff teaching is the ability to inspire people to learn yeah buddy keep it likable and learnable right uh if he's saying that at alabama we definitely should think that as high school coaches and that's something i know i have to keep in mind all the time keep it likable and learnable uh and that's that's awesome. And then there's a couple more. Oh, this is the one that he says a lot. Mediocre people don't like high achievers, and high achievers don't like mediocre people. Yeah, buddy. He, he's he been famous for saying that, and I think that's good. I will end with that. Thank you all for listening.